Family Kitchen Counter Chat, where we laugh, we eat, and we live well. Wow. I am your host, Chef RJ. And I'm your other host, Chef Tiffany Janelle. How are you, sunshine? I mean, I'm good. I'm great, actually. We started a podcast. We did. We're doing this. For real. For real. This time. This time. Well, you don't know who the hell we are, so let's do a quick introduction really quickly. Amen. Um, we're humble people, so we don't like to talk about ourselves and throw our dicks against the credenza or on the table. <laughs> so I'm going to start... I am sitting here with the esteemed Chef Tiffany Janelle, a.k.a. the Chef to the Stars. It's tatted on her neck. I can't see it right now because she got the swoop over it. But yes, it's right there. Thug life. A little thug life. <laughs> uh, Chef Tiffany Janelle has been in the industry for a long time, Not even though long. she is a young lady. Thank you. She started in, at 10 with chafing dishes and... Uh, Played up. <laughs> but uh, she is a culinary veteran, one of my favorite chefs. You don't know this, but I've been looking up to you for a very, very long time before we even met on Instagram. Um, you always inspired me with your um, attention to detail. I think that is so important in our field because, you know, people just like to slap things together. Um, Not on the credenza, though. <laughs> <laughs> but you have such an amazing attention to detail in, in the way the food is set up and the ingredients and the techniques and the displays and everything. And I just loved everything about it. Um, Chef Tiffany Hells from Houston, Tennessee. Houston, Tennessee. Come on, Tennessee. <laughs> That's the Tennessee Titans. They were the Oilers. I was thinking about hot chicken. Oh, um, she okay. hails from Houston, Texas. Um, recently relocated to New York yeah, as well. In the house. Um, but she has been in the catering industry for a while. She has catered to some of your creme de la creme of the stars, from your Will and your Jadas, to your Beyonce's, to your Fortune 500 companies, from BMW to NASDAQ and more. Um, she was valedictorian of her culinary class at Linute, esteemed culinary institution. My God, your memory is impeccable. I mean, you're my friend. I, I appreciate that. So sweet. <laughs> so that means I can just, you know, go into it. So Chef RJ, my love, let me tell you something. It's not a lot of people that are younger than me that I consider peers. I consider RJ an amazing peer. He is intellectual. He is thoughtful. He is intentional and i think that when you are building food and building a brand as so eloquently that you have um being the pioneer of all snatched wastes wastes is what i wanted to say talk about the meal prep yeah meal prep um <laughs> you know everybody's doing meal prep but i don't think we give enough homage to who starts the stuff in and atlanta definitely i don't care what i say y'all can look look it up sweetie anyway he has jump-started <laughs> his career uh with you know a visit to culinary school in new york city he hails from St. Louis, super St. Louis, St. Louis with the good Chinese food. Mm -hmm. And he has now planted his feet and his heart in Atlanta. And I, I planted my seed. No, Ooh. I don't want to say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also, I mean, we celebrate the fact that he has been an amazing private chef to Mr. Tyler Perry oh, and lots and lots and lots of other, you know, people we don't want to put on our resume, but we do because <laughs> y'all care about that stuff. So the end of the day we celebrate you i think you are someone that everyone should be paying attention to and i hope they are oh, and stop you know after it. this they're gonna be looking okay <laughs> we said what it said we said it was so it's tea time but first i have something i want to oh. throw in there i'm gonna go off Go I'll, off off script. Yeah, I am a little bit. I'm here for it. First, I want to say thank you so much for all your hard work with this. I've had oh. a very crazy month, and we've been trying to get this started. We've been trying to do this for a very long time, and we finally are able to get it together and get everything rolling. Um, but I had a crazy January from business to 
life happening. Yes, and Tiffany did. has really taken some responsibilities that I did not want you to take. And I it's really, okay. really appreciate you making this happen. We're here to balance. There'll be a time when I'm busy, and I'll hope the same. You and know? I got but you. I, I didn't mind at all. It didn't bother I me. I love you so much. I love you too. You're so sweet. And I, you know what, guys? It's very hard to find someone that understands number one we're both perfectionists mm -hmm. um i did not realize until we endured this project that i thought i was a perfectionist but i mean rj's like a snippet above me <laughs> so i'm happy to be like me and let him be him meaning he can be me in this equation, <laughs> and i'm happy about it and so no i've enjoyed it it has not been work i don't consider it that i think it's been a good thing that we can develop and i challenge you all if you can work with your friends you should Everyone can't. Mm -hmm. And be able privilege. to take that constructive criticism, be Correct. able to talk it out, be very honest, and be blunt about what you want to say. Be nice. Don't be a bitch. But that's Says how you get things seen. done. Don't just hold it in because then you'll end up three podcasts in and y'all <laughs> like each other. So That's a fact. That's it. And I'm not here to not like nobody because I just cut it off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for that, I would also like to take a little shot really quickly. Mm. Um, we like to feature some items that we are partaking in or that we enjoy. Um, so I recently went to um, um, uh, Costa Rica. Yes. And I brought back a little bit of Hennessy White. I still don't know why they don't sell in the United States. I think it's a scam. I think it's a scheme. It's a Todd. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I got me a nice bottle and a couple that I'm stashing away. Don't ask to buy them. Um, and we're going to take a little shot for and that. And I'm ready for this Hennessy White in um, Black History Month. In Black History Month. I'm ready Month. for this. <laughs> this is what we deserve. We deserve a shot at the end of ooh, this day. Uh-oh, don't, ooh, don't ooh, get the ooh, mic. Ooh, okay, ooh, I'm man. not going to get that mic, Matt, no, well, We can took the price tag mic. off. Right. Right. We can't wait to keep it. <laughs> Amen. Cheers Salud. Here's Kitchen to Black History Shad. Month. And Kitchen Ooh. Mm. Roll on right along. Ooh. Rolling right along. <laughs> Let's talk about the um the mamba in the room. Um and I think I, I wanted to touch on this just because it it I'm not a huge sports fan, but Kobe Bryant was a part of my childhood. Like and there are so many people who can say that you don't have to be a sports fan to know that and to see the impact he's had on our culture and basketball and just the world in general. But well, I want to ask you a question directly. Um, as a black man, mm -hmm. what does this do for your mortality? Like, do you feel challenged to live differently? With the, so he was such a young man. So yeah. what do you feel as a black man about this particular death? I feel like for him, he definitely died in his prime. He definitely died when he was about to level up in a different segment of his life. But he still always maintained a... a, a, a he always maintained positivity and inspiration and going for it and hard work. So I think that he left that impact. So I appreciate that as far as just living your life um, to the fullest and doing what you want to do and going after your goals. And that's what I take from it. It doesn't really affect how I feel about death or if I think I'm going to die because it could happen anytime. Mm -hmm. But I want to take from his death that you should be doing everything to set up for a better tomorrow. If the tomorrow doesn't come, at least you did what you had to do to make it happen. Yeah, I think what we should honor about his legacy is that he set his children up, his wife mm -hmm. is well-equipped financially, um, even her stature in the community, people are gonna wrap their arms around her and continue to support that family. And I think we just have to be honest. And, you know, it's cool to go to the club every weekend, but it's so important to set up the future and I think as a mom for me it just you know real I mean I pay my I pay my insurance policy every month okay so <laughs> you know Zoe is not gonna be without um but it Shout is out one to of Zoe. The, hey Zoe Bell um it's definitely one of those things that you know my friends and I we're this way like we think 
uh, we're very comfortable in talking about this. Mm -hmm. However, um, I do think that for the black community and the world, we literally paused on that Sunday for sure. sure. And I think that it, it wasn't just the mortality of his young age. It was the untouchable quality that yeah, I think exactly. you know we we didn't pay attention to until he was mm-hmm. gone and I the funny thing to me and I mean we can talk about the you know other dumb stuff that came along with his death and I say that because people had decade a decade in my opinion to talk about certain things that they didn't mm-hmm. um I think that no one was really like thinking about him if that makes sense like he had just made the recent appearance at the LeBron uh, James mm-hmm. game and I felt and he just retired and he's retired and when I say no one's thinking about I know that him was two years ago but still yeah no yeah. one's thinking about you in the sense of you're just living your life yeah. and we're happy you're living yeah, your life yeah. and then when this happens like oh god well exactly it, it was an out of nowhere thing and I think that when someone's like in the news and mm-hmm. always this it's like okay you know I, I kind of got it yeah. I think this was it's like Prince I was just I literally couldn't get it out. I yeah. was gonna say Prince um I felt the same like almost like robbed of like what you might have done and the same mm-hmm. feeling I have about Whitney, like I feel like Whitney had like a a gospel album in her or something that we didn't get. Devil's Advocate, though, like I did never expected Whitney to die. I never wanted her to die, but yeah, I don't I don't know how to describe it without sounding ridiculous or morbid or something. But it 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 Kobe's was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And yeah. Whitney was like, God damn, girl, get off of them. If yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I hate to say it like that. No, it just. It was out. Of, it was so tragic, and yeah. I think that that's what we have to accept. And and I'll be completely transparent. I share with my following um, coming to to see you. You know, I had a full on anxiety attack on this plane the other day because I'm sitting on the plane. Well, that's because he flew spirit. I did not fly spirit. <laughs> Don't do me like that. Um, no spirit this time. But I ain't above spirit. That's another conversation. Anywho, I think what it was was you know. I had PTSD from the Kobe death. I then go out to the plane. It's a little bitty plane. And then it's a little bitty plane. And they come and say it's maintenance issues back and forth again. It was just one thing after another. So we're in the air, fast forward. And I mean, this plane is being whipped around by God because it's, we are literally <laughs> helpless at this point. And I'm like, Lord, just get me to the ground. I just need to. I was really picturing myself in my room mm-hmm. here, you know, with my kimono. That's what I had to do to calm myself <laughs> down. So it was emotional. And it was. And all it made me think of as a parent is what. As a dad, you know, that's, mm-hmm. I think any parent, when you become a parent, pet parent, whatever you are, your protection of your child is just your number one priority mm-hmm. as a parent. And for you to both be in a place of surrender is a hard place to place maneuver. Place of surrender. It, it's all you can do. Mm-hmm. It, you, you can't, you can't fight it. I mean, you could, and literally right now I need a massage because I was so tense, mm-hmm. you know, holding the seat, my thighs trying to, you know, grip myself in there. So I can only imagine. Wait, you know, do, do the motion you show me. When you you got to grip your thighs. And then the turbulence. My whole, my whole, y'all, my whole body was whipping around. And the I'm video gonna, will be on our page. Yeah, so y'all, see, y'all get the video. Crazy. But it, it was like a bobblehead <laughs> moment. So I just can only imagine as parents, um, you know, what his mind was processing. Yeah. And um, I, I read somewhere that, he, um, I don't know if this is true, but I read somewhere that, he, uh, there were remnants of like. I don't believe that. Okay. About well, him holding Gianna, I don't believe that. I I think she was, uh, in my opinion, with the you know kids are with their friends on the yeah. plane. They're not going to be necessarily with the parents. Beyond but, that, I just don't want to hear that. Yeah, it's not necessary. Yeah, that and TMZ. We're not even going to talk well, about that's that trash. Story. Yeah, I, I know. So you know, with with mourning, I I will just go into this mourning grief. It is the final act of love, and this being the love month. You know, I feel that grief is just love with nowhere to go. And, and we have to let that 
process. And I think as a community, we'll be mourning this for a while. We'll be Mm -hmm. continuing to watch out for his family, his girls, um, his legacy, and that people don't misappropriate conversations that should have been had again years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, We want to have them. I think we'll be very protective of this story because I think this this legacy and this narrative is something that we as black people need to manage. We Mm. don't have to manage it and not let people run rampant. Well, are we going to talk about the king in the room? Who is the king in the room? Oh, I mean, okay. The Gale king. The Gale king in the room. Okay, so here's... Yes, we can speak about Gail. So Um, I'm going to let you lead that because I actually did not see the interview with Lisa. Oh, I definitely... I saw the interview and I saw the clip. I saw her clip of her explaining. um, And I saw her explanation. I saw three things. And so I think... Let me take a step back and say, Gail been a little reckless in general when it came to black men, in my opinion. I'm not the cousin to cover up uh, Cousin Ray Ray, you know raping or misappropriating his hands with Keisha, our other cousin. I'm not that cousin. Uh However, I do feel that black people, particularly black women, and I ain't gonna leave Oprah out, Oprah, Gail, there's a thing that's out here that's like, oh, let's hang our black men a little bit. And I just feel like white women and white men protect their counterparts, their Uh people. They just do. And... I don't think that she's trying to blame it on the clip, but sis, you still ask the questions that exactly. are in the clip. That was, so that's so I didn't even have to see the interview to see that. I was like, but you still ask it. It doesn't really matter what context it was Not like. only did you ask, you continue to lure. And then Lisa shut you down by saying, we just don't need to talk about that no more. As like, you oh. should, sis. As uh, you should. So where do we draw the line between holding them accountable and tarnishing legacies? Well, responsible journalism says this is not the time. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, gotcha. responsible black mother, this mm-hmm. is not the time. Responsible black, black sister, this is not the time for that. Mm-hmm. I do believe that this is a piece of who he was. I don't want to correlate legacy in this fact. Gotcha. Does that make yeah. legacy for me are the good things about yeah. who you are? Now, if there are no good things, mm-hmm. then it is what it is. We Nothing. can't eulogize everyone in a particular yeah. way, but I think this man's greater, bigger gift were all these things. He was acquitted from that trial. Um, he they did a settlement, mm-hmm. and I feel that was a trial. We can be accused of something, mm-hmm. and honestly, to keep it a buck, when the victim decided that she did not want to give detail or give any type of testimony, then she refuted her, you know, ability to be able to come and come against this person. Yeah. And so, at the end of the day, I think it was uncomfortable sexual acts that were had, mm-hmm. meaning you did agree to consensual sex with a married man, and then you decided you got a little uncomfortable about some of the asks that were involved in said yeah. sex, which is fair. But to come out and say, oh, well, he's a big black man, I'm going to just say he raped me, is mm-hmm. wrong. And for us to continue the conversation in his absence is continually wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point, responsible journalism says we don't have to report that in order to speak about this person's memory, legacy, his family. I think we need to be extremely respectful of the idea that his daughter is 17 years old and she is in the know of what is happening exactly. in the media. That's just disrespectful. And his widow. I just don't exactly. think it's proper conversation anymore. Rehashing it for her on top of this already traumatic situation. You've lost a child and the father of that child. No. At the end of the day, we are all flawed human beings. We all have skeletons and felonies or whatever. I don't. But we all have things that we've done in our life that we're not <laughs> proud of. Proud of. Mm-hmm. And the unfortunate part about being a celebrity is that the things that you're not proud of, if they are found out, they are amplified or they are used against you or they are extorted or whatever the case 100%, may be. Yeah. And I'm not here to be the judge or the jury on if he did it, if you're not, how far I went, whatever it was, but as it is right now, that was the one blip on his life that 
has a lot of uh, achievements and accolades and philanthropy and and, and the school. That, I'm not sorry, the school, but the 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 basketball camp that he was on his way to. That's helping young kids who don't have opportunities achieve dreams that possibly being in the NBA and everything like that. So they're just too much. And I think that this other small thing I would say from Gail King's position is we've all as women, I can personally attest to this, mm-hmm. been in an equation with a man where sex was happening and something happened that made me uncomfortable. As a black gay man, I can attest to that. 100%. Yeah. I feel that even anybody can say they've been engaged in a sexual moment and this person wants to do something I don't want to do Mm -hmm. or something that I'm not learned enough to do or whatever Mm -hmm. that may be. And we have to be honest and say everyone could be in the same exact positioning Mm -hmm. um, if someone is greedy enough about Mm -hmm. our reputation. And so that reputation piece is something it was tarnished, but I never thought, to be honest, I, I feel like, if anything, Kobe was like known for his arrogance and his, you know, prowess more than this thing even. You know yeah. what I mean? Like more people, well, I wouldn't know Kobe Bryant fan, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> they wouldn't bring it up that part. So I just think that, like you said, we just rest on being responsible and bigger than that, you know, just being mindful. And I think that death now has become a salacious place to talk about people's shortcomings. And like you said, there's this laundry list of other amazing things. Let's talk about that. And then if we get to the bottom last thing on the A to Z, mm-hmm. then okay. But so we let can... her put that in her tell-all book that she probably going to come out with. What is that? To get the last little crumb she can catch up on after the settlement's been spent or whatever. Well, speaking of um, Gail, you know, she don't got no man. So let's talk about Valentine's Day. <laughs> hey. Trips that you plan for the next whole week. Bands too long for a nigga so cheap. And your flex so sex so Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh, are you on time for it? <laughs> I'm always on time for it, actually. Um, the point is, since like 17, I've always had a Valentine's Day, whether I was really? in a relationship or not or whatever. I, I don't I know what happens. It. I don't know if it's because I put so much beautiful energy in the world, but I always have a Valentine. You and it's usually always pretty good. Um, not even like a sexual thing, just a fun time. Um mm. I like Valentine's Day, and I hate, like, the bitter bitch uh, coalition that comes out around that time. I think Valentine's Day, like, if you don't have nobody right then and there, that's fine, because it's a fucking pagan holiday made up by the Hallmark Company or whatever. So stop getting your feelings about it if you don't have nobody. Level up, number Mm -hmm. one. But number two, take that opportunity to spread that love to other people. Or spread it to your damn self. Like, what, I don't, I mean, self-love is, like, such a cliche thing but like stop hating on people that have love to give to mm-hmm. another person number one that's not themselves yeah and if you don't have another person to give it to give it to yourself and mm-hmm. serve others there's nothing wrong with going to a nursing home and like exactly taking a dozen roses mm-hmm. to the women there or whatever like i just don't understand where this energy and this disdain for not being chose yeah comes from i don't I well mean, that's a different that's a different, a different day okay, well, i mean i think that I, for me, Valentine's Day. I'm trying to think. I feel like I have had Valentine's. Valentine's. Yeah, Valentine's. I've had Valentine's <laughs> um, throughout my life. I wouldn't say consistently over like mm-hmm. every year. Every year for me. And not every year for me. But I'm okay with like now. I have a beautiful nine year old. So you know, she asked. She told me. She asked me and told me. She said, "Mommy, um, can you be my Valentine? And I'm gonna be your Valentine." Like it wasn't like a, like an option. Mm-hmm. She wanted me to know and. So, like, with, with Zoe, I mean, we definitely have, like, a whole day. We make cookies. We do all this stuff. And then, of course, 
because I'm a chef, like I end up cooking for at least two couples or a million couples on that day. It depends on how I decide to do it. One, two, three, shifting uh, gears here. I'm not cooking shit on Valentine's Day. You deserve I don't like Valentine. I, I like Valentine's Day, but as a chef and a caterer, I do not like Valentine's Day. What, are is, your, just, what is your reasoning? It's... Well, you can really only do like one, maybe two couples in a day. Right. And this is a good weekend though. We got a third. It is a weekend. This 15. has not happened before. I don't that I it's can happened, recall, at least but, in my career. Yeah, I understand it's happened um, a couple times, but but you, you it's only so much that you can do. And for me, if I'm finna devote the time, I need to make the money. So my advice to young chefs is this, younger chefs. Um, number one, I would offer catering that is deliverable and drop offable so you can service as many clients as you'd like. For years, I did a little cute little thing ever since, well, not along a lot of years, but ever since the little Beyonce, Jay-Z thing, I did an on the run special where I would just like, hey, I'm going to drop off dinner to your hotel suite or whatever. And it was something that they could kind of put on a shaping dish and just eat and be cute and whatever. And they were fine. The (laughs) other thing that I also encourage is an early and a late sitting so mm-hmm. I do a 5 p.m. dinner and I yeah, have I've another 9 p.m. dinner yeah. and that's it. You know, they, and I have to map it where I can get to both or send my sous chef ahead mm-hmm. of me to the nine and get them set up and we're ready. So you can do it and also charge your charge your price. You need to be above $300. <laughs> I'm starting there with y'all. And the reason I'm saying that is because if they go out to a restaurant, they're going to spend that's $300. That's what they're spending, exactly. So if you're coming to them, start where you should start, whatever that means for you. Um, <laughs> But Valentine's Day is our, you know, it's like a couple's Super Bowl. Like, you need to just <laughs> charge the price because yeah. the husbands are trying to win their wives back over for mm. the credit card <laughs> bill and the 75 inch TVs they be picking up on the, flu, on the flu. So, I do think that Valentine's Day is special. I think you all should spend time with yourself if you can't spend time with your lover, if your lover's overseas. I'm sorry if they're serving in the military. We appreciate their service. Um, I just think you should do something special, whatever that is, if that's how photography session for yourself if it's a sickening mm-hmm. massage if or get is. your girls together don't be the bitter Valentine's bitches. don't Day. be the bitter bitches coalition be the optimistic bitches coalition i don't know just 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 celebrate love love somebody yeah love is more than just romantic love and i think that's something that our culture has um done but i also i want to shout out to the black love uh doc like uh cody tommy i think what you guys are doing over there at own is special mm-hmm. um black love is just it's one of my favorite shows to like watch i've uh, met them i've gone to their office they're cool. so such a sweet couple mm-hmm. um so genuine about what they're doing for black she couples. is the celebrity chef just so okay, y'all know well, I don't, right. my rolodex cool but that hers is whatever child. uh love my friends cody girl i love what you're doing <laughs> um tommy Love how you love her and y'all's beautiful children, but they have really implemented this fight for like posting and sharing yeah. your love, and I think that that is an important thing. I, I don't think we saw enough of that as at our age as kids, absolutely. You know, of people being celebrated, they weren't mm-hmm. hanging off the prison system and dragging the kids up. Like it's people that's really legit married for twenty years. I hear my one of my favorite couples. Shout out to Hillary and Cedric. They just came back from Africa. He took her to South Africa for their fifteenth year anniversary. Nice. I mean, there are couples that are doing beautiful things for each other every day not just taking the big anniversary trips but you know bring your husband his favorite yeah. cup with his juice in and it. that's because we're so sensationalized by the shade room and love and hip-hop and different things like that that mm. we were losing track of what a black couple is mm. and the other thing about that is don't stop relying on outdated um ways of life to dictate how your relationship should be create Agreed. your own situation and leave that between y'all. Like, yeah, this whole gender role thing, like, oh, she don't cook, so that makes her less than. Listen. Hey, listen, everybody can't do that, or they listen. be us. Listen, right? oh my God. 
Because as a gay black male, I've heard a plethora of times that um, I'm not as masculine or whatever like that from people that I was interested in or whatever. I built my whole house for the most part. I can rewire. Yeah, I know how to wire. He know how to. I can do any of that shit. All it. You motherfuckers don't know how to put batteries in a remote. So who's manlier? What's your determination of who's who's manlier? Yeah, y'all's definition of these things is unnecessary. And I was gonna say, as a girl, I've had to do several things that I would say a man, you know, would do. So I think that, and vice versa, you know, my I love my my dad, my stepfather. Um, who's been in my life since I was a little girl. He's such a man, but my daddy likes to mop the floor. He mm-hmm. likes to, you know, clean. He, I mean, he likes to fold clothes and do yeah. laundry. My father is a domesticated man. He is taking care of us. I can tell you what, I never took no trash out in my life. Mm-hmm. So he does that and the clothes. He, so I just think that it's what you grow up with, but it's also what you're willing to adapt to and what you're willing to bend for in mm-hmm. your relationship. I don't think that relationships um, have to be this male female thing. I mean, I think about Oprah and Stedman. Like, I mean, I had a guy tell me one time, I don't know how to be Stedman, so he don't work for me. And the reason he don't work for me is I might be Oprah. So if you're intimidated by a woman that makes more money than you, that's gonna be a problem. Yeah, I ain't never heard Stedman say shit about shit. Not a motherfucker. Stedman's fine. Stedman is fine and fine. He sit over there and he shut his black ass up. Stedman sit there and eat the pie. Okay. (laughs) Stedman play the dogs. Literally and figuratively. And I think that you have to learn to just do what fits and mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. If you're a stay-at-home dad, be proud of that shit. It's it's men that wish they could be with their kids every day, you know, and that kind of thing. So whatever it is as a parent, um, as a couple, as a uh, partnership, do your thing. If you are still single looking for love and waiting for love to look for you, um, be your best. Love on yourself. Work out. Drink the water. Um, go be cute at the bar by your mm-hmm. damn self. You don't need to wait for your friends to go out. Y'all mm-hmm. got to stop waiting on people. Mm. Like, stop waiting on people. Mm. Go and do what you need to do for you because if I was waiting on people, all my friends, not all of my friends, mm-hmm. a good chunk of my girlfriends are married, mm-hmm. women, um, my single gay male friends, which I love. I mean, they just out here having a good time and they'll go sit up at one the One of them is me. And that's true. You're one of them. You far though, but you're close. Say it again. You're far. Like, we have to do better hanging out. I'm just talking about me being a single gay black man. Oh, okay. I understand. Her. Single gay black man. Single. And ready eligible. to Eligible. You are eligible and cute. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not eligible and cute. And I can install a life fixture. And you can cook. And I can cook. I'm, I'll sell it. How, how many more? Y'all, I, know, I know how to put air in my tires. We don't got a line for y'all to call, but you know, if y'all want to <laughs> send me DMs for RJ, he's single and he likes to mingle. But I'm 33 and we screen down. So yeah, selective. So don't be, if you, if you don't get in the cut, like, I'm don't sorry. Be, don't be feeling away. Um, so speaking of like, don't wait on nobody. Somebody loves you, baby. Well, you gotta take it for the bottom. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You gotta give the people up there. <laughs> you are my friend. You gotta do the now. You have to. Uh, uh, give, it, oh. give me the arms. Arms. About that. You already kicked the shoes off. I did kick my I shoes can't see off. That. I can't see that shit. Because <laughs> listen. Pam LaBelle is a staple. We can't... I don't think you can hear the... What were we today? We heard the music. Oh, at the restaurant. Just out the blue. What's Patty? It's the right kind of love. <laughs> and I, oh, yeah. And I was talking about... 
I mean, you cannot listen to the radio for 12 hours and not hear Patti LaBelle. But I was talking about how Right Kind of Love, I knew that song at seven years old. And I was singing that shit as if, like, I knew what the fuck I was talking about. You didn't know nothing about what your (laughs) mama knew. That's the thing. I can resonate with the words. Yeah, now you can. (laughs) Now you understand. Like, I was listening to Attorney Braxton Essentials list the other day. And I said, this bitch was really going through some shit. Mm. And I went to her concert, actually, candidly, this time last year in Atlantic City. And... You know, she said that Lil' Kim wanted her to sing at her wedding. And I was like, well, why, sis? And we all had the same question. She said, I, she said, I had to tell Kim, I don't have any love songs. She said, yes, you do, Tony. I always think about love when I'm... Th-. She said, no, say the lyrics with me. And so she started singing her <laughs> lyrics. I said, this bitch was unhappy. Yeah. You know, okay. she was mad about love and she let us have it. Love would have brought your ass home. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I do think that, you know, Patti LaBelle, Anita, ba- Anita Baker was singing about love. She, apple she pie was and deep love. in love. Apple pie, apple pie, apple pie. You're the best thing yet. Another <laughs> coming to my love. You gotta give it. And I think that there is a. We're missing that. We don't have that anymore. We got Fantasia. City Girls. Oh, City Girls twerk some. Are you twerking? Are you twerking? When you go out, like, when you go dance, <laughs> do you twerk? Or is it something am, for other I am not do? a twerker. I'm not that yeah. level of gay. I'm not that level of straight. Like, <laughs> like, I ain't giving nobody no fucking twerk. I'm going to twerk this drink down yeah, my that's throat. That's I'm, about that's, it. That's about yeah. all I got. I'll give you a little line on Neil. That's all I got. Twerk so, team. Yeah. There are levels to gay. I'm like a level four gay, maybe. I'm, what's the, what are the levels? Is it one through ten? I'm going to go to ten, yeah. Okay. Oh, Sasha Santana is a ten. Who? Sasha Santana. Oh, yeah. You know Sasha you know, Santana? Yeah, I do. Okay. She, she's a lot. Okay, well, the lingo, we have to, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't know, I think, you know, I, today I saw a video, I have to show it to you, the girl had on, like, Gucci glasses, and she had a whole music video. And girl I, the boy. I mean, she might be ambiguous, like, she might be um, androgynous. I don't even know, her. I don't know, it was, like, a random video that was- But it was a boy. It was a boy. He dressed, to him too. Gotcha. No, he dressed as a, as a woman. Uh-huh. So I don't know what he's or she is or they because pronouns. Pronouns. Yeah, pronouns matter. I don't know what they were giving. Like I don't know if it's boy or girl or they. <laughs> but um, it was a whole music fucking music video. She had a budget mm-hmm. and for wardrobe or a booster for wardrobe. I don't know, but she had a whole thing, and I was here for it. I couldn't really understand what she was saying, but I was here for the dedication to the craft. And speaking of, another friend of mine got his boob plate today <laughs> in the mail. And maybe he sent me a picture and I gagged a little bit. I said, Yes, ma'am. Like, Those my titties aren't even. Years. I know they have. One of my good friends had one for a long time. He used to wear them when we go out. And I said, Oh, girl, well, where's mine? I need my titties to sit like My titties don't sit like that no more. I you remember birth, um, uh, on Drag Race, um, this might have been like the first or second season, um, Tyra Sanchez. Ooh. Yeah. I mean,. That's a, it. It. that's a good one. That's a good her one. It's up to her neck. See, there you go right there. But no, that's a good one because so I was talking about Tyra Sanchez. Mm-hmm. She won um, oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Me and my ex used to do these parties um, where we would get like a celebrity to come. So we had Tyra Sanchez one time. We had Juju B one time. But Tyra came and she was getting dressed or whatever, and she put that plate on. Yeah. And it was just a complete transformation. But so that's a good plate. Uh, but, Ramsey, your rack. Yeah, Ramsey's but rack. But the ones back in the day, this is everything. They only came up to here. So you oh, always had to put that. on, you always had to put on like a gaudy necklace to cover up that eye. That a gaudy necklace or like <laughs> a really sickening like um, oh, a circle shirt. 
Yeah, I was going to say the shirt with the heart titty mm-hmm. cut out thing or tape it mm-hmm. and tape it again and give it like a triangle. You could do a whole lot of different mm-hmm. things. But yeah, I, I think it's wonderful. Like everyone can't afford a surgery. We are very crafty people. We are. Uh, we're resourceful. I'm talking about gay people. Black people, people too, but gay people, we take it a different level. Well, it, well honey, let me tell you something. These wigs, these chest plates. Um, I'm envious of these titties. I like my titties to sit like this. Wow, yeah. I mean, I just think they're very perched. Can y'all see this? And it's like Look a tan. That. I think. Look at that. I think it's good. So that's Eden Cooch, um, who performs in New York City. She's actually doing her reel for Drag Race as we speak. So mm. this is another one of her pieces that she added to her um, her collection. But shout out to Ramsey, a.k.a. Eden Cooch. Girl, I live for you. Thank you for sending me this picture. It's sickening. I'm, I live for this blue hair, honey. I'm a real hag. At the end of the day, I, I've... My mother was a hag. She's a true hag. I'm a true hag. My, through and through. My mom's best friend, like, growing up, like, she... My mom had a gay best friend when she was 15. So, I just feel like, at the end of the day, that's who I was going to be. So, I had my gay a best gay friend. A gay man or a hag? A hag. Okay. With a really grand best friend at 15. Sometimes who, you're a gay man. I am sometimes a gay man, and it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know the lingo. Hey, I speak the language. My love language is... something woman, chill, My chill. love language is yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know everybody been waiting on that baby, man. I mean, it like Harrison, baby on baby drop, man. Ever like, since baby you know, on baby oh, drop. Ain't nobody drop shit. Where are we going in 2020? My goal is... I want to go somewhere every month. And it doesn't necessarily have to be international, but I enjoy travel. I travel a lot. People still think I don't live in Atlanta anymore, even though I just bought a house here. Um, They think I live in LA for some reason when I had my personal chef job and I was traveling so much or whatever. I spent a lot of time in LA. It's so funny people think that. But anyway, I want to travel more purposely, not for work, once a month. So I've done good so far. I went to Jamaica for Christmas. I went to Costa Rica for New Year's. Um, and I'm going to Houston next week for my daddy wedding. That's, hey, daddy. That's a different podcast for a different Hi, day. Um, I don't know. I'm open to whatever this year. I think that we need some new destinations um, for <laughs> 2020. Like, I do think we that... We can't go back to... Can't, can't go... I mean, we could go back there, but we've been going there since we were 17 for, like, the senior trip. So, I just think that at this point... There's other parts of Mexico that we should go and visit. Of course, in the entire whole world. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, and you know, I think the Bali swing is beautiful, but like, I think there's a lot of beautiful places in between, like Bali and like, um, I don't know, Dubai. Like, there's a lot of places in between there that we could go, but we don't because we just go where everybody. Well, Dubai is still a dream trip for me. I wanted to go to Dubai before Sex in the City came out. Amen. Um, Same. I, I never made it, unfortunately, but a lot of people have, so it has lost its appeal somewhere. But I'm still gonna go. Oh no, you should definitely go. Um, I do think that group trips. So I just had a group trip, you know, for my birthday, and I just want to say. You know, it can cost as much to travel within the United States domestically as it can to travel internationally. Mm -hmm. And this was one of those trips for me. It was an expensive investment in my piece, but I did it for that and for my friends to be able to have an experience. Well, that's what celebrity chefs do. No, it's not. That's what you do. Well, it's what I did. Now, I'll tell you what. The next motherfucking trip, hoes gonna get their coins together. And I gave you people 90 days and y'all still was asking me questions. At the cutoff date. You talking about me? No. Okay, because you, you, you gave me a week and a half notice. 
Well, you still tried to come while the while the trip was going. So you really were. So you got those people, but there are people out here. Y'all know how group trips go. You got forty two people in a group chat. Do the timeline. Do the timeline. So I put forty two people in a group. No, I didn't put forty two. I don't even know that many people that I like like that. But I put about not fifteen people Mm -hmm. on notice. I don't put them in the group chat. The first first rule of, of first to first. No, I don't want to talk about you. What you do. Talk about what people the, do. What they do. That's what I'm saying. So first to first, <laughs> y'all start with 45 people in the group chat. Then y'all start y'all side group chats because y'all shady. So you go from 42 people in a group chat to your four satellite groups. They break off into these 10 groups, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Who she thinks she is uh, planning the trip? And how many rooms is up in there? And is, are we paying for her too? The biggest thing that is the black secret if it's somebody's birthday is, oh, are we paying for the birthday person's trip? I've heard this so many times and I'm like, that's tacky for you to assume that. Um I would assume they're paying their own way. They're just including you on their trip. They plan the trip. They plan the trip. Mm-hmm. So you should just have your $500 deposit and be ready to push through. Anyway, the next thing y'all do is y'all go on to like y'all side tangents and y'all start Googling and looking up the trip and looking up places to stay. Well, sis, if you want to plan a trip, plan the trip. <laughs> but then y'all come put. Anyway, the point is y'all got to just go. Stop waiting on your friends. Mm-hmm. Stop waiting on your co coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, stop waiting on Ray Ray's check to come and all that other stuff. Like plan your trip, book your trip, and let other people join you on your trip. Mm-hmm. That's my advice because so many people are missing out on destinations. Like we were gonna go to Bali candidly this month uh, for Quentin. Shout out to Q. Um, his birthday's on um, and at the end of this month, and we were like, oh, we're gonna go to Bali, but then coronavirus happened. So, anybody flying through China to get there, like, we just not going to do it. And so, now <laughs> we're looking at Africa as a replacement. But, you know, and I told him, I said, it's very first world of us to have this conversation. Because who just changes their trip from Bali to motherfucking Africa? Like, it was, it was going to The California. chef to the stars and the, the guy that what? works for the stars, too. Well, whatever. The point is... Everybody ain't gonna be able to go. Everybody ain't gonna transition mm-hmm. like that. So, and he, you can put insurance on these trips, but y'all gotta start planning your trips, being considerate, get all the prices, get all the hidden things, mm-hmm. pay for the valet, or not the valet, pay for the chauffeur people, the people that pick you up from the airport mm-hmm. and take you with no stops. Pay for all those things. It's little things that will fuck up. A just, trip. just realize like it is ways to travel for cheap, but if you you can do that by yourself, if you're traveling with a group it's not always going to be the cheapest thing because it's a group we got to accommodate several different several people i mean and make different things happen high key i mean from denver to our home in colorado we spent nine hundred dollars on uber nine hundred american dollars but the caveat to that was spend nine hundred dollars on one black car one black suburban Mm -hmm. which wasn't going to be enough to carry people uh, luggage and food. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't going to be enough. So you have to think about all those things. I recommend an amazing uh, travel agent. Um, shout out to Tarika at Dynamite Travel. She's been doing my travel for Dynamite. the last Dynamite for the last um, ten years, and I love her. And she's so diligent. I mean, this lady will plan you a trip to Vegas. She'll itinerary mm-hmm. it like out for you. She'll make a plan for you with all the things you should go do, be and whatever. So when you do travel as a group, though, the thing I like to make sure we know is who has what job. So we're staying oh, at a, we're staying at an Airbnb naturally usually is the cheapest option, the best option. Um, 
first of all, who is the chef? Of course, it's going to be you and me. That's just how it goes. And I'm fine with it. I that's take fine. That. I take, take our responsibility yeah. on. Who is the liquor person? Someone should be in charge Food of that. Who and beverage. Who is the itinerary person? Who Who is that annoying scheduling lady that we love so much? Because mm-hmm. she keep you on track, but she will come and at she you. It's 9 o'clock us. in the morning, guys. Let's get ready to go. She's going to lie to us selling. about what time we need to be at the curb because you yeah, like people are late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but get the roles together. That helps the trip go way smoother as well. Get the restaurant person. That will probably be the chef, but the person who can book the reservations and know where we need to go eat, different things like that. Like, give people roles so everybody knows what to do. And y'all definitely need the person that has the most open American Express, okay? And I only say this because... (laughs) A friend might get it. Real talk. A friend might get arrested. A friend, y'all got to Y'all be going down to these places. Let's just use Mexico as an example, because mm-hmm. we love. We all have been to Maya Riviera and Tulum and all the places. Mm-hmm. But those are, we got hit up. Me, Q, and a couple other friends were driving back from Tulum to Cancun Airport, and we got hit for a shakedown. And that mm-hmm. shit is fucking real. And that man took us for four hundred dollars on the spot. A police officer. So you gotta have cash money taken over for the yeah. nine hundred two thousand uh, open Amex or open card or something. Do not go to these places with no two hundred dollars in your purse. So with that said, you need your security friend too. Yeah, it should be a really big nigga <laughs> or a big bitch too. Yeah, um, who ain't scared to step in somebody's face and you know y'all gonna speak different languages more than likely to each other. Uh, when you're talking to the person who's and to bring get your child. friend that speak the other language, like that if part you, too. yeah, or download the app or something. Y'all be going to these countries, y'all don't know no Spanish. Yeah, bring your smart, bring your smart friend who knows about the, the uh, tech download, the viruses going around, and don't drink the water and don't eat the uh, don't eat the meat or whatever. The, the person does the research, the researching friend. Yeah, yeah. Y'all know who these roles are. Y'all know who y'all little friends are. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when you know who your little friends are. You're, we can be responsible for our mm-hmm. airs and we'll have a great trip because everyone's kind of, I can't travel with people like everybody. I can travel mm-hmm. with the people I can travel with. And mm-hmm. all of us have our respectful roles. Like everyone falls into what they're supposed to do. And I'm okay with cooking. And the number one rule for me is be honest about your shit. When you get that group text about this is the trip, these are the dates, this is the deposit, it is due this particular day, jump out of that group chat, go back to the planner and let them know I can't do it. Let them know I'm not going to have it until a week after the due date. Let them know. Stop riding out these waves and sending um, palm tree emojis and shit. And you knowing <laughs> that you is um, got $17 in your account. And, and that's a, no shade. And that's that no, is shade. no shade. That is true. Because we've all been there. But don't put other people in the bind when it gets down to the deadline. And now we looking at you stupid because travel agent cussing us out because we two people short because... Y'all didn't have y'all money together. Y'all wasn't ready for the interview. Be honest with your stuff and just Now, the other thing I want to say to everyone right now, it's February. It's 2020. I want you to get the $150 together for your passport. Just be an adult. And this is not... I don't know why people think telling people to get a passport is shady. It's not about that. Yeah. I am a woman who... I travel with my passport because some shit pop off. I might be... I I travel to border states often, actually. Mm -hmm. I I split my time between Texas and New York, both border our neighbors, Mm -hmm. Canada and Mexico. And if some shit pop off, my daughter also has her passport. Mm -hmm. She ain't got no job and nowhere to be, but if we got to be somewhere together, it's time to go. Mm -hmm. And I say that for business and for pleasure. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Mm -hmm. I know so many people that missed 
and miss opportunities because they don't have passports. And I'm like, y'all, it's like having a driver's license. It's a, and, you know, every city don't require a driver's license. But having identification to travel or be abroad, we are the most privileged in all the world. Americans, mm-hmm. we can go anywhere mm-hmm. without a visa, without this, that, and the other. We just pull up on people and be like, hey, I'm yeah. here, honey, to take a picture of this Eiffel mm-hmm. Tower. Whereas other countries have to go through all this paperwork. And so get your 150 Y'all spend $150 at lunch. Yep. Or a happy hour. And, and it's not two a, weeks of brunch, whatever. Two weeks of brunch, whatever you need to mm-hmm. do, but get your passport. It's not as invasive as y'all think it is, or mm-hmm. whatever the reasons that you have for not getting it. Because I was reading an article earlier this week um, where they're they're serious about this real ID thing. Mm-hmm. Like you No, no, it's to, already implemented. It's Actually implemented, in the yeah. state of Missouri, um, it's a whole big thing and I think it's a conspiracy, honestly, in my opinion, about Isn't it about the Indians or something? No. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a real ID thing where the ID in the state has to be a certified ID that uh, conforms with federal standards or whatever. For some reason, Missouri didn't do that. So um, I think it goes into effect this year that if you're traveling, you just have a Missouri ID, you may not be able to To get get through TSA. Mm -hmm. Um, So get your passport for that reason alone. Um, And Get your passport before the trip happens. It does take an amount of time to get the passport. It can be delayed for whatever reason. If your picture is askew or whatever and you send it in, they're going to send you a letter in two weeks and that's delayed another three to four weeks or whatever. Get your shit early so that you're not looking stupid. Because you don't want to pay on them expediting fees. You don't want to pay on that. You know, that's when your $150 document turns into a $400 document mm-hmm. and you don't have to do all that. We want to spend that money at the bar. So we don't want to do that. So for me, like with my daughter and myself, both of our passports at different times in our lives came back in three weeks, mm-hmm. got everything, got it mailed back, got the original documents mailed back to us. It was smooth sailing. I have a client though. Uh, went to renew his extract before their wedding last year, and his was sent during the shutdown. So y'all out here risking mm. y'all life with this this government uh, that we have in place right now. But the shutdown happened to this day. He does not have his passport, the original nor the new one, because mm. it's sitting on a desk somewhere that was lost in the shuffle of mm. that. So he's going to have to apply for a whole new, brand new. And he's a lawyer, so he so he knows what to do. And so you know. But he's gonna have to do that because otherwise, he and his wife, I think, for their honeymoon, they end up going to Puerto Rico because that's where they could go. That's it. Mm-hmm. Hawaii, you can go to Hawaii. You can you go, go to Hawaii, Hawaii. yeah, mm-hmm. or Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. or that's it. <laughs> Niagara Falls. My parents went to Niagara Falls for their honeymoon. Mm-hmm. I love Niagara Falls. It's beautiful. It's sickening. I took a helicopter. Oh, you did. <laughs> did you have joy? I had a great time. I'm glad you did it. It just hit my heart when I yeah, said it. Yeah, no, I know. Shit. I'm not going to be able to go on a helicopter. How long is this going to last? Damn. That's what I'm saying. It's a thing. I'm not going to be able to do it. Damn. I'm not going to be able to do it. Like, one of my friends, he wanted to propose to his girlfriend on a helicopter in Miami, and I was like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to say about that. I'm mm. sure that business is going to suffer greatly for a while. Like the, I was thinking about that because the hot air balloon company took a hit when there was a hot air balloon that crashed in Austin. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. They took a hit for a while in Napa, uh, Arizona. Uh, what's that other place? Um, Grand Canyon. <laughs> I was watching T.S. Madison earlier today. Yes. Um, I, oh, that's who I need to hit up. Okay, I'm listening. She know every fuck. <laughs> you get on my goddamn nerves. You ain't got a regular friend. I mean. Shit. She was talk. She was talking about Kobe and Kyle in the same context of the flying and how it's scary to fly. And she said, "If y'all want me to come, child, just send that book of fee and send me the gas money, and I'll see y'all in three or four days because I'm driving." Listen, 
I, I get catch that. y'all on the flip. That's but that. I ain't uh uh. I'm yeah, not no, going that, I mean, the black people, you know, I don't take nothing but a little joke, you know, for us as a community. Be like, nah, we off that. We that good. is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how we still we will go through that TSA, no matter how many things pop off at the airport and since 9 11, but we going through there. <laughs> uh, juices, berries, creams we ain't supposed to have. I told you that mm-hmm. man had all them damn ivory, uh, dove, male dove fries. Huh, so people at the airport, since we don't go there, <laughs> goddamn it, fuck it. I understand that people don't travel often, but taking your shoes off, not having um, liquids over three ounces, all these, taking your laptop out, all these things have been in place since 2001. It's literally been How do you years. guys still not know that? And I get it, the airport's busy, it's a lot of moving parts, you don't know where to go, it's confusing, anxiety, whatever, but... God damn it, Patricia! You know, <laughs> you standing in line you right know, there, you and, the TSA, and the TSA and TSA be fucking with you because they see you with your fucking uh, Doc Martens on, and they know you about to walk through the metal detector with them. They gonna let you get right up there and embarrass your ass. They saw you standing they in line. They also you all, you also Patricia see Tom James and Lisa fucking taking off their shoes. There's an example in front of you of what to do. They've already gotten cursed out, so why wouldn't you just get it together? I had, a, I did have to correct a young lady though recently leaving Atlanta Airport. Um, she just kind of like, uh, put your shoes up here. I said, good morning, and you know she couldn't really take that I spoke to her, but I said, sweetheart, all that attitude that you have for the other forty-seven thousand people that've been through here already this morning, <laughs> I understand, but I'm not the person you want to do that with. Mm. So good morning. I know exactly where my shoes go. Now you have a good day. And she walked off and she was mad. She was probably 19 years old and I don't give a fuck because I'm now approaching 40. So my spirit of correction is present. It's ever present. That made me think about that Southwest flight. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. Don't get when triggered. I'm, not, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I mean, I think that's a great story because customer service is customer service, but I didn't want to trigger you with You want me to talk about it? Yeah, we should talk about Gary. What's his name? Gary? Um, fuck. We should always remember what, what's his name. What's his name? Shit. <laughs> anyway, I got on this flight for Southwest. I usually fly Delta. Um, mm. Whatever. Who's rich now? I don't give a fuck. I'm paid. Mm. I like Pay my it. I like my Biscoff cookies. I love them. Um, I have some in my purse. But I got a Southwest flight because I think I had a voucher or something like that. So I'm. It's like six in the morning. It's early ass flight. I was going to Jamaica for Christmas, and so I go to the airport. Go to CSA. Blah blah. I'm getting on a flight, and um, I have my roller bag. I have my book bag and I have my camera bag. And I've gone on airplanes all the time with these items and it's never been an issue. No one says anything. For some reason, this morning, gay, gangly gay Gary, um, RuPaul <laughs> little brother. Gary. RuPaul little brother. It was this old gay man with an ugly Christmas towel and his tacky ass cardigan. He was tall and lanky and skinny with these terrible glasses. And I'm not talking about him because I don't like him. I'm just talking about him because I'm talking about him. Um, <laughs> I don't like him. Um, so we're boarding the plane and I get to the um, the door and I'm about to get on. And he look at me and he said, oh, no, that's not going to work. You're going to have to put them bags away. That's You can't do all that. He says it just like that. There's no good morning. There's no welcome to Southwest. There's no how are you nothing. He says like that. And I'm like, okay. Um, I'm just going to put the camera bag in my book bag then. Well, you have to get off the plane and do that. And I'm like, well, it's like 15 people all, behind me in line. So you want me to push through these people and get off the plane and do that? And he was like, yes. It's six in the morning. I'm going to get off the plane. I'm going to do that. So I get off the plane, push through the people, go back to the jet bridge, put the camera bag in my bag. 
zip the bag up, get back in line, walking back on the plane. He looked at me. He said, was that hard? Thank you. I roll my eyes. I'm not going to say anything to you because you're trying me right now at six in the morning and I'm tired and I don't want to deal with you right now. And it, it felt like it was like, I'm going to teach your young gay ass about some shit because I'm old gay. It would also I, sound like you cute. I'm old and I don't know what else to say. To I don't you, know what it was, but he just but had I'm it out for me. So I pass him and I'm walking through and he yells, from the front of the plane to the back of the plane. You see that little one right there in the yellow shirt? He got attitude. If he do too much, I'm going to kick him off this plane. And I turned around and I said, I don't have to say be nice to you. I did what you asked. And he said, keep talking. Keep talking. I'll throw you right off. Mm-hmm. I keep quiet. Mm-hmm. Because the fucked Not up part. Not in my black home. <laughs> Not in my black But scene. the fucked up part is that that's the little bit of power that you actually do have. Mm-hmm. And I True. know that from, I have a lot of flight attendant friends, that I you do. can't actually do that if you feel threatened or whatever. You could fabricate any story and they're going to go with your answer. I'm not missing my flight to Jamaica. I got to go. So I'm going to shut the fuck up. So he's walking through the aisle and he's looking at me and smirking every time he walked by me. Then he goes to the back. He Because I, I sat in the back of the plane. He's back there with other flight attendants. He was like, mm-hmm. He tried it with me. I can hear him. He sang it loud. So I can, he wants me to mm-hmm. get up and fight him. And I, 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 I am an adult, and I'm very proud of myself that I've maintained my composure and I'm did not do it. Because I had to post your bill, or you had to post mine. Cause <laughs> so, I'm mm-hmm. flight goes, we land, we getting off the plane. I'm walking by him, he's cleaning up. Um, he's in the front of the plane, he says, thank you, have a good day. And I said, fuck you, bitch. Oh. <laughs> and I said it, I, I said it as hard as I could say it. I, I'm sure spit came out my mouth on the yes, B and the T. Because we landed now. Ain't shit you could do to me. Right. Yada, yada, yada. The next day I called Southwest and I filed a full complaint. I spoke to two managers. As you should. They will be reprimanding Gary. I got a $200 credit. Um, and um, they were supposed to call me and tell me what the, they couldn't tell me what happened to him as far as disciplinary action, but they were going to give me an update as far as like, if he was talked to it when he was talking to I just her, think like we can't be letting people just say whatever. My mom used to always say to us, people can say whatever they like to say to you. It's how they say it to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and if mm-hmm. it's out of order, you need to check the ass. Exactly. My mom never, she always raised us with the gumption of action. You don't let people talk to you crazy because people need to check themselves. There's this whole like ownership because it's my words come out of my mouth. I can say, yeah, you can, but who are you talking to? Because mm-hmm. it can't be me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you're not talking to me. So there, there's this energy that I think jealousy can spawn. And I just either this man was jealous of you or he, like I said, mad in the in, entire situation because he really wanted to flirt or say something about you maybe being attractive or being mm-hmm. cute, but he couldn't say that at work. Mm-hmm. So instead he lashed out to get your attention. And I just think that's such a, a ill set of attributes for a grown ass person, an mm-hmm. adult person. And I'm sorry that happened to you. That just makes me angry because mm-hmm. I, I could have been with you. I just want to say on record. Sometimes God don't allow us to go on trips together because <laughs> if I'm there, then I'm sorry, Gary, you talking to him or you talking to me? Because you would've hyped me, you would have we would have hyped each other up and it would have been a whole thing. It'd have been a whoa and guess and that's fine. We'll just go to the gate now and go get us another plane we ticket. Would have been they on the eight AM spirit. <laughs> well spirit spirit can take you places. I like spirit. I don't give a fuck what you say. Spirit is the worst. Spirit. I have never had an issue with spirit. You know, I've never, I've never had an issue with spirit as far as like cancellation or nothing. But it's like they train the employees to be assholes on purpose. 
I've never experienced I this. have the absolute worst customer service. I, have, hey, oh, I so might be, me, have had like five spirit flights in my life every single time they are I will horrible. say this. I do believe it has everything to do with the hub, like the city that you come out of. And I'll say why. I've heard horror stories out of Chicago, mm-hmm. Florida, and somewhere else. Maybe New York. But my point is, out of Houston... I'm ne- I always have the nicest little flight attendants. One of them hooked me up all, all night on the plane. He just was pouring me about. drinks. I mean, we had a good time. In the well, that's on top of the extra charges for everything they charge you for. They, well, they all the charge seats you don't recline. They don't give you no water. There's no leg room. They give you this uh, tray table that's the size of a cell phone. It, it just all stupid. Speaking of tray tables and flights, I had a young man sit behind me one flight on Spirit. Now, Spirit does have annoying tray tables. I never use my tray table because I'm the person that gets on my flight and goes to sleep. However, I'm sitting in my plane, uh, in my seat. I Y'all know I get a window because I can't stand no aisle seat or no middle seat. I don't want you bumping me in that aisle all night because you got to piss. And I don't want to be in the middle of nobody. Anyway, I'm asleep and all I hear is... <laughs> but it's also the back of my seat. Uh, so, so you feel the motion. So I kind of sit up and kind of adjust myself to let them know that I'm thinking it's a child. Honestly, this entire time I thought it was like a five-year-old. <laughs> so I don't turn around because I'm a mom and I have somebody turn around talk, talking crazy my child. Is, and they all know it's like that. It's going to be a problem. So I didn't say anything. So now we're in the air and I've fallen back asleep. And then it's profusely. It's, it's, it's going. I literally stood up. I didn't give a damn if it was a child now. And I stood, I turned around, turned around. I said, this is my seat. This, <laughs> this seat that you're doing that to, it's my seat. It belongs stop to me. Stop doing that. Mm-hmm. So, because if you don't stop doing it, it's going to be a problem. And I turned around and I was flabbergasted to learn this was a 30-year-old man that was sitting behind me doing that. I don't know if it's your nerves. If you need a shot, I'll buy you one. But stop, <laughs> take, stop tapping my seat. With He's that thing, but yeah, I will say they their seats don't recline. That is annoying. I don't. I'm not the person to usually recline my seat, but like on this flight recently where I was bumping around, I did recline my seat to kind of give myself a little release on the tension. Mm. But in in the case of Spear, you cannot recline your seats. But I will say their planes are new, all of them. They're not old. Okay, like Key, Kias are new too. So well, all right, there's that shame. Kia is a good reliable car if you drive Uber and shit. Don't do that. These people out here they need a Kia Optima. Ain't nothing wrong with it. That's because you drive that BMW. I'm going to keep reminding BMW that we need a 6 Series. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying. Tell them that we need one. And I do have one. I'm proud of it. And if you ever want to pay a car note, please let me know. I don't have $900. Who said it was that much? I don't know how much it is. But there's a lot of black people out here with $1,000 car notes. (laughs) I'm not one of them because I don't believe car notes. Because I feel like... Cars don't they don't care about us. They just got us out here paying for pieces of metal that's gonna be fucked up Well that's why you pay for a nice one because it's fun to drive. It is fun to drive. I think BMW is a great brand. Mm. I just think you should don't shade the Kia people because they, they need what they need. They don't have a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars. They have a hundred and eighty dollars. Keep going. Eight dollars. What else you got? So what pull on the That's what they have every month, so y'all leave them alone. Hey, them sportages have leather and everything. Well, I want to thank everyone for coming to Kitchen Counter Chat. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for coming to Kitchen Counter Chat tonight. It has been Ooh, real. Chile. We love everybody. You guys love have shown love so spirit. much love to the podcast and the launch. And we want you to know that we're curating for you. So send us your ideas. Mm-hmm. Email us at kitchencounterchat. Oh, no. Kitchen, kitchen Counter Chat at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. 
And let us know what y'all want to talk about on the show. If y'all have some burning questions, some things that burn your biscuits. Mm-hmm. You know, I think our segments are important. They should know what our segments are. What are our segments? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. On the spot. Uh, we do a... <laughs> <laughs> what are our segments, Ooh, RJ? What a Hennessy White, baby. Hey. Um, we are doing a couple of different segments. They'll flow in and out. We do tea time where it's going to be current events, uh, hot topics, um... Um, just things that are in the news that we want to talk about, um, burning black questions and different things like that. We also do um, a segment called. Um, Step my money fast and go Burns My Biscuits, that is a playoff of a chef term or whatever, but um, Burns My Biscuits is where we talk about things that not upset us, but but. We think need adjustment. That need that they need a little talk. They need a little. They need a little adjustment. We need to com- converse mm-hmm. over said things. Um, burn my biscuits. I think is an important thing. Everybody don't know that. This morning, you know, we all have a ritual where we wake up, open the phone, go through the apps and all that. And I wish I could break it, but I'm addicted. It is what it is. We'll talk about that a different day. But this morning, for some reason, I went on Facebook. And you know, like you, they have stories on Facebook or whatever. You can see like a preview of stories. I've never watched those. <laughs> well, uh, so I'm looking at mine, and I just see um, butt. Oh, bodies. Print. Oh. Feet. Mm. Butt. Mm. Um. Workout progress photo, quote unquote, if that's what y'all want to call it, that y'all be doing. Um. And I'm just like, sex, 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 sex. I get that sex sells, but is there anything else in your inventory? Like, do you have anything else in stock that you provide? And I just, and I'm speaking from, for a gay black man, I feel like we are just one of the most over-sexualized segments of the population in the world. And maybe people don't notice it because you're not like in our culture, but it's just, so much sex all the time. I mean, I just think oversharing is at an all-time high period. That too. Like, I don't know that we have a border or a boundary in place for what we're posting. And, you know, I get it. When people are proud of their bodies and want to keep people accountable and we want to, you know, be accountable to ourselves maybe is more what it is. You know, you share your progress pics and this, that, and the other. But some of y'all just sharing that shit because you want to like and a DM. Mm-hmm. Or two or ten or whatever. No, you don't want like them. You want to feel like you're a part of whatever is you supposed to be a part of. You want to feel wanted. You want to feel accepted. And that's the fucked up part about social media. Well, I'm also, I'm just over, I think from a chef's perspective, I talked about this forever on my platform personally, on my TIFF Talks, y'all know. Um, just people, like if you're professionally working in someone's home as a private chef, why are you doing a tour of these people's house? As like, a private chef, as a hair um, makeup person, makeup artist. Uh, I was I was gonna say hairdresser, but I know they hate that. No, hairstylist. Hair <laughs> hair That's old shit. Ooh. Um, hairstylist, um, chef, interior designer, different things like that. Absolutely. People that service the home or the private lives mm-hmm. of celebrities. Or you have access athletes. to their home or whatever. I mean, they to are. be like office for the day. I just. Like with a video, I think a photograph could be tastefully placed if you have that kind of clearance from your client. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the type of clientele that we work with. I mean, to a degree, them NDAs ain't nothing to play with. Mm-mm. And when you sign a 50-page thing, I just think it's safe not to post anything. Nothing. And I have experienced people... And I, I'll, let me back up. I have become a person that is very, very, very um, private 
And I don't like, even in my own space, somebody being like, oh, uh, I'm a video, what y'all doing? Or, you know, keeping documentation of even my private time. I don't know if I've just become jaded like my clients or if I'm just a person that really values. I just don't overshare. I've never been like that. I don't be posting yeah. my boyfriends. I don't post what my daughter's doing every day. <laughs> I don't post, you know, my new lingerie. Like, I don't post things that I find to be a part of my private life. Mm -hmm. I share what I want to share, as we all do. And I get that you have the right to share. But I are we doing too much? Like, are we sharing shit that really ain't never been supposed to been on the ground? I, it, yeah, we are. Yeah. That's yeah. I don't want to see your penis print. I don't. Every day. Not every day. Every now, day. if you are like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, fine. Like, I feel like, you know, like a, a person that took a really great photo shoot and like, I see your print because you took a great photo shoot. Okay. You mm -hmm. know, I accept your print here. Um, But for you to just post it as a literal thirst trap, I think that's maybe the better word here. A thirst trap. Um, I, I'm not going to give you any thirst. That's not what I'm here for. I mean, the thirst traps or just, just, you went to brunch. Last Sunday, you went to brunch Sunday before that. You went to brunch Sunday before that. More like it, the same place. We don't need to see a boomerang guy clanking y'all Andre Mimosas every time. Ooh, it doesn't have to be every weekend. Like we get it, we know what you're doing. It's just like you feel the need to share everything that you do. And I think that and it's not to say that what you do doesn't matter or that it's a part of your life or your journey, your story. But it's just like we're addicted to this, and it's it's becoming a superficial thing rather than a sharing moments thing, and it's it's rooted in jealousy. You all, a lot of you all, are posting pictures and videos to be like, I'm here and you're not, or I have access and you don't. I'm better and, than you. Yeah, I'm better than you, mm -hmm. and I, I've been doing this a different way than you, and it's just this very uh, this jealousy seed that you guys are trying to plant. And I'm not saying you guys is in everyone. It's un I don't think it's intentional. No. It's ingrained in your psyche, though. Correct. What the psychosis become. of the way your mind works is, I need to share this because everyone else ain't doing this. I'm popping bottles right now, and mm -hmm. you can't afford to pop bottles because this the seventh, not the fifteenth or the first. You know, Knowing damn well you ain't bought them damn bottles. No, your host sent it. It's always a story behind that mm -hmm. shit. Yeah, your host sent it or your yo, um, sponsor sent it. Ain't nobody right? sending you just over there on the side by the bar and you just happen to see the sparkles walking through going to the VIP well, area and you recorded it and put yourself in it like you was in it. You over there drinking a blue motherfucker and they over there drinking my way or whatever they bought. So, I mean, hey. Hey, say. <laughs> well, I think that at this point, you guys, it's nothing wrong with sharing if that's how you feel. Just know that we're judging. We're judging that you're, you're sharing on that level. It's okay not to share. It's okay. Live your life. Enjoy the moments. Yeah. I don't want Live to see what color panties you have on today. I don't necessarily want to know, um, like, if your daughter, you know, did a Beyonce twerk. Like, it's just some <laughs> stuff y'all should enjoy by yourselves. It's, it's, it's okay. I'll I mean, we can go further. It's a self-esteem thing, too. Well, all right. Well, what are we drinking tonight on the wind down? <laughs> because the wind down has, has sponsored all of these segments, honey. What What is on the wind down Well, tonight? we have uh, basically consumed a bottle of red wine. This is California Roots Cabernet. It's a... Doom, 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 doom. What is the theme music to Roots? Roots, the movie. Roots, the group. You I've know? never seen Roots. Okay. It's another podcast. I'm sorry. Another I just... I've... It's okay. I didn't... We're black. We're just not that black. I understand. Have you seen it? I was forced to watch it as a child. I'm I'm heavily traumatized about slavery because of it. But that's another story. I'm glad that I'm not. I think I'm, 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 I think I I'm proud of your mom. Super proud of her. The she funny didn't make thing me watch is, that. I have a lot of black things I haven't seen. And that's just that's my a mom was whole a tad bit conservative. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so it's a lot of black movies I haven't seen. I've never Same. seen like Juice. Me either. Or um, Belly. No, nah, like I've um, never seen all of Belly. I've seen like the scene in the bed that everybody like passes around, like Keisha, whatever her name is. Mm-mm. I don't know. Well, I don't like Keisha. See that. that sounds sad. No, it's like a really beautiful, like dark skin and like a black light type of vibe. But you saying like they run a train. Oh, I don't know what they do in the movie, but I just know that I remember that scene. But I haven't oh. seen a lot of full on like that list that comes around every sudden often uh-huh. like all the black movies. I'll be like, ooh, shit, I only seen color purple. And boys in the hood. And boys in the hood. And yes. that's because y'all keep playing that shit on like WB or whatever. Y'all keep y'all gonna play that <laughs> Not the WB. WB. Everybody's bleeding out. You know, Cuba Gooden Jr. is sprawled out. Like that is always that scene <laughs> when I pull up to the movie screen. So, yeah, I, I haven't seen a lot of black films, and, it, and I'm not ashamed of it. It's mm-hmm. just. First of all, we have to also acknowledge age. My mom was the type of mom that never let us... High key, my mom was shady about shit like Martin. She thought Martin was um, fast. She used to say, that's that's fast. Like, y'all don't even need to be watching No, we that. did watch Martin. We watched, my mom we watched never, Fox. We had to go to my aunt's house to steal away for the summer and watch, watch Catch Up stuff. on Martin to listen to R. Kelly. All that mm-hmm. shit was some shit that ain't for kids. My mom was clear about that. That is not for children. Yeah, I did. I did not get like the music, or I had to get that from my cousin Dion and Tony, or something like that. But like TLC, all that. My mom, uh, waterfalls. What they talking about on there? My mom was just a real. <laughs> oh, she like she so. Was going I, so, this, so this is a real conversation. So when I was a kid, I, high key y'all. So I before I got into mainstream, like hanging out with friends, going to school. My mom would like we thought we were doing something because MC Hammer. Did a duet with BB and CC Retro. I guess we'll make it a triplet because it was three of them. Uh, for real? Yeah, they have like a song together. I never knew that. Oh my god! So I was like, I was a kid that like listened to gospel music, but like the secular music. That was I could a gospel listen to, song. It was a gospel song. Also, it's when he came out as a gospel artist. Yeah, for that little okay. window, and yeah, he was rapping okay. on like a song that was like a rap song for us. Mm. My mom would li- so if it was not gospel, if it wasn't Helen Baylor, if it wasn't like a choir, it was like. Um, Tony Braxton, Sade, Celine Sade, Dion. Um, there was Stevie Wonder, Earth, Wind and Fire. Earth, Wind and Fire. Those people were approved. I couldn't tell you a thing about it, Tupac. Yeah, my mom didn't let us listen to rap. I music. ain't know shit about mm-hmm. Biggie, Lil' Kim. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, be, I, I know I know Lil' Kim from um, 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 a particular era, but hardcore. I yeah, I, I, yeah, all that pussy when that come on, stand, I don't know and y'all that. be in it, and y'all be rapping, and y'all be going. I yeah. just be sitting there like, yeah, yeah, girl. Girl. that's a good. That's the same way. It's that part of the, it's the yes. part of the movie where everyone around you is singing the song. You're like, oh, I didn't learn. I didn't, uh-huh. learn. <laughs> I didn't learn that part. But yeah, there was a there's a part of my childhood between like ten and thirteen where I just didn't feel cool or in it because mm-hmm. my mom didn't let me do the cool and in it shit. I barely could go to the skating rink. And bust my ass. Mm-hmm. She barely let me go. Because it's like, what, what what they doing up there? You ain't got a DJ up there? Like, if it was a <laughs> DJ, it was going to be something popping off. It was mm-hmm. somebody had a, a weapon. You know, but we have to thank God for protective black um, parental energy. Because mm-hmm. I think our black parents have kept us from a lot of shit that we could have really been in. And look at us now. Look at us now. Podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <And> shit. <laughs> Twinkle, twinkle, little red. Well, I, I mean, you, I mean, we drank the most of the bottle. We really did. So, but, as, <laughs> so what did you pick up for us? What do you have for us today? So, right. as chefs, we like to do a little. We like to eat and drink, so, so we like to tell snacks. you about some of the things that we like to do. We're gonna call this black snack. Black like, snack. Man, there it is. Write it down. Uh, so, our black snack today. 
um, a transparency moment. So we knew we wanted to do a segment like this because we are chefs, we, we eat, and we want to showcase some things that we like. Shout, um, not shout out, but um, we finished a bottle of wine, by the way. Um, <laughs> if you would like to send us any samples of any of your products um, that you make as far as food or drink or anything like that, or any other products, we love to feature um, black entrepreneurs and black companies that produce good quality products. So hit us up, email us. Um, Instagram us or whatever. We'd love to feature your product and get you some exposure. Um, we don't want no money for it. We just want to do it. We want to support our people. Eventually, once this podcast pops, we will need a little bit of a royalty or an advance or whatever. Um, but right now, we got y'all. We got each other. Yeah, um, my people. So a transparency moment today. We wanted to make sure we had something to drink to feature today. Um, we ran out of time, and I had to stop at the gas station um, on Edgewood. And... Um, I had to uh, go into the gas station where the um, the homeless man opens the door for you. Oh, and when did you, you tip him? Well, when you exit, he asks for oh, okay. money because exit he opened tip. the door for you as mm-hmm. if he was the concierge that I never asked for. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. Um, I did give him a dollar. You were at um, Lake Gas Station. Anyway, I Lake stopped in and I wanted to get something for us. So I got us a bottle of our menage a trois. Mm. Cabernet. Mm. And it stuck out to me because it was a 2017 mm. in the gas station. I mean... 20- and, it's, and it's aged in the um in the bourbon barrels. I'm here for aged in the bourbon barrel wine. It gives wine. you a little undertone of such whiskey. and such. Uh-huh. Burp Tennessee whiskey. Is that why I feel this way? That is why you feel this way. Okay. You feel lifted. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm here for Menage a also because at the end of the day, 2017 was a great year for California wines. Oh and oh, so it doesn't yeah. take a lot to do a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all heard that? <laughs> I what just, now? I appreciate your bouginess. How, I bougie? thought I was bougie, but you this take it up another, what we doing? whole nother level on the grapes that you cultivated from Napa Valley in 2017. Well, look, at the end of the day, we should be studied on, on what it is that we do, kind of, sort of. And I get paid <laughs> to, like, pair wines for people. So, 2017 was a great year for wine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, shout out to Menage a Trois. This is great. This was, what, under 15 bucks? Fourteen ninety nine. Fourteen mm-hmm. under fifteen. So you can stop and have a quality nightcap, a quality mm-hmm. happy hour, little boo. You shouldn't show up at nobody's house. This is a good etiquette segue. Don't show up to nobody's house empty handed. If you go stop and get gas, honey, get this fifteen dollar bottle of wine. It's Don't fine. bring no Smirnoff ice to my house. Do not no. bring no six pack of Smirnoff ice to my house. Don't bring me no Coronas. Get something that people will actually drink. I get it. You forgot to stop at the liquor store. It's after hours. It closed. Whatever the case may be. You ain't got to bring Tito's and Hennessy or whatever. But don't bring no goddamn um, um, Lamaritas, please. (laughs) No Four Loco. That's over. No Four Loco. What's the snack for tonight? If you can find that MD 2020, that new one that came out. Oh, we're um, looking for that, y'all. If y'all see it, What's pick it MD, up. What's the MD 2020 Gold? Gold. The 20th it's anniversary LTO, edition, whatever it's called. A limited time offer. Mm-hmm. We can't find it. It must be left over from Christmas, but we really want to <laughs> have it. Because for both of us, MD 2020 was like our first drink. I and think that was everyone's first drink for the most part. It should have been because it was from the fucking gas station. And it was a terrible thing. But we just want, you know, it's nostalgic. Mm. We want to we feature Do we that. have a snack tonight? Um. <laughs> so my snack is... I got my Kind Bar here. I don't know if you've ever seen Kind He's, Bars before. First of all, you're bougie. These, you, you, do you know the backstory? Kind, kind used to be sold at the dollar store. No, that's it how wasn't. that was their entry. No, it wasn't. Their entry was at the Dollar Tree. I and I'm to super. I, well, you made that up. 
it's now bougie airport snack but before it was bougie airport snack or rich airport snack it was definitely at dollar tree it was a dollar tree or general or family dollar it was dollar tree i don't believe it okay i used to literally buy them and put them in gift boxes for like gifts and stuff so because i thought it was a sickening packaging. so we're not as bougie as you think you are you are bougie now because they charge no, you no but <laughs> i am frugal and resourceful is what i am i'm still a capricorn Anyway, I really enjoy Kind Bars. They are um, a good, not, it's not even really a granola bar. This is bougie, y'all. This is blueberry, vanilla, and cashew. It is, yes. Is this quinoa? No, it's it's like little... Rice puffs? Rice puffs, yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's a good like snack thing to have. It's healthy. It doesn't have a lot of sugar in it. It doesn't have a lot of fat. It only has seven grams of sugar. It doesn't have sugar. a lot of salt either. Um, and it's a good quality bar with some good taste to Only it. Only 20, 20 milligrams of sodium. Mm -hmm. This is cute. And it's a 160 calorie bar. This is a cute meal replacement. Well, I'm trying to get my shit together because I've been so busy in January. I have been eating everything in sight. Yeah. So I always say, like, I'm not the typical person that, like, gives into, like, the new year, new you, body-wise thing. I wait and do that in February because my birthday month is January. And I just oh, feel yeah, like I should be able going, to... It's going down. Pre it don't really be going down like that for me, though. But I will indulge. I let people bring me mm -hmm. all the chocolates and the things. And then I'm like, all right. But I'm not even a February person. I Honestly, I'm in my bag when everybody else is out of their bag. I'm in my bag for my cute body between October and December. So by January for my <laughs> birthday, I'll be snatched. I'll be like, yes, come on in here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think snacks are important. So if you guys have snacks, email us at kitchencounterchat at gmail.com. Send us a DM. If your auntie got a really good like praline or your uncle got a barbecue sauce mm -hmm. and you know it's safe, y'all respected time and temperature and things like but that. But don't bring us no poke cake. Do you know what a poke cake is? I do know what a poke cake is. I just found out what a poke cake is a couple Pinterest. years ago from my friend Stephanie. And she made it sound like it was this big, fabulous new cake trend or something, but it's been around for years. For a poke years, cake is a cake that is more than likely a box cake. And you bake it right. in like a sheet pan or like a 9 by 11 and it's just a flat sheet cake or whatever. And then you poke holes in it with a straw or a fork or something. And then you pour a filling over it and the filling soak into the holes. And that's what a poke cake is. I don't is. like that. It sounds mushy and nasty. No, so I don't like wet bread. I don't like nothing no, about like that. that. Only time I'm willing to eat wet bread-ish is a baked cornbread dressing. That you gotta part. be dry back out. That's it. Mm -mm. It depends on bread. bread pudding somewhere. Oh, bread. I, so, yeah, no, I don't want it. Um, <laughs> I don't want it because I, I thought that I could do uh, bread pudding because we do a, a deep fried donut bread pudding. Mm -hmm. um, and it's fun, but I don't want it. I'm not that type of dessert person. Yeah. Like, that's a little too decadent for me. Mm -hmm. Now, if we're talking about dressing, I want the corner piece. Mm -hmm. And I need my yam juice to kind of touch it. Dressing is a hard thing to make. I've learned this from people. I my mom is like so we were always the house, mm -hmm. um, the you know the destination home, and so my mom is shady when it comes to her house. Don't bring her shit. Like you could bring her some wine though, the gas station wine. She's here for that, but don't bring her nothing. <laughs> if she tell you come to her house, just come. Mm -hmm. Do not show up with nothing. Don't show up with a bag of ice. <laughs> don't do none of that. Just show up anyway. Um, my mom's dressing is so fire. I actually put it in my cookbook. And y'all gonna laugh when y'all get the cookbook because it's just straight up like my mom's words. Like I copied and pasted it. <laughs> I was like, nah, y'all need to follow Judy's directions on this. But dressing is hard to make. I think so many families, this girl, this black girl, this is real time. And she's probably listening to this podcast. Uh, shout out to my friend. She's in LA. She came to my Chef to Chef tour like in 2014. 
The baby girl told me that somebody told her for the holidays she signed up to bring dressing, and that lady showed up with four different kinds of salad dressing, and the people was mad at the potluck. Shut the because she didn't I know what dressing you was. Don't what she didn't know what dressing was. Maybe but, she meant she thought stuffing. Maybe she called well, it that's, stuffing. You know, we're going to get into that eventually when we get to the holidays. We will <laughs> have a special conversation about preparing you all for the holidays and what it really means. But stuffing is not on no. It's no on nobody's menu. Stuffing is stuffed. Stuffing is. Have you gotten a request for stuffing? No. Because even my my okay, so even my Caucasian clients that didn't necessarily grow up eating cornbread dressing, mm-hmm. even now, like they love dressing because now they've had it. Like I've made it for them, and they're like, oh, like my one of my clients, I make a gluten free dressing for her mm-hmm. because her son has gluten allergies mm-hmm. and she loves it. Like they love. They didn't know what it was like as a kid because mm-hmm. their mom did like apple pecan cranberry bread stuffing. And the turkey. <laughs> so that will be a segment one day too. White yeah. Thanksgiving versus Black Thanksgiving. Absolutely, it's um, not even versus. It's just like either or. Okay. Yeah, because well, we, it's I'm not gonna go with the or. Um, yeah. <laughs> versus. At the end of the day, your dressing should not be wet. wet. It should not slop. It should not. The dressing is it's a very delicate balance where it should remain hold its shape, but still. Fall relax. apart. Us. Relax, relax. 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 It should be able. It should be moist enough to relax. So, do you think that there are? Do you think that people think that we're judging the food at Thanksgiving? Like, if we don't cook nothing. People at think we're judging the food every single where that we, every single place right. we go. You're right. It doesn't matter. It does. And I not am judging. Matter. I do want to say it out loud. I am like. When I go out, I'm. I'm. And I'm not even <laughs> judging. I'm just like I'm taking notes. Like. How many times is a girl come over here and not bring my ranch or whatever it is that like people be weighing your condiments like whatever? Oh, you're talking about a restaurant. Period. Like wherever we are. So I, I so I'll say if I'm at someone's home and they're cooking for me, I hate when when that happened. Who are your friends? I need new friends. My friends will not I, even scramble eggs. Occasionally, occasionally, have people do it for me. Um, mm. But it sucks because they'll bring it or they'll put the food out whatever and they're looking at you like for you a new approval. baby or something and. Or they'll come out and they'll bring them like, you're probably not going to like it. Or yeah. it's not up to your standards. Or it's not that rich stuff you be cooking. Or the, it's girl, all, just make it. Just bake the chicken. Shit. Just bake the and chicken. And burn it so I can have a reason to be shady. I don't, no, no, no. I don't, I want you to just do you. Don't be nervous. Just yeah, make the food. that's Because at the end of the day, I'm not always looking for a faux quad, whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't mind a piece of baked chicken and some fucking mashed potatoes or whatever or it is. Just make me a... What? Or your gummy rice. What gummy rice? Gummy rice. What's gummy rice? People don't know how to don't know how to cook rice. I thought she was talking about my rice. Oh no, I'm not talking about your rice. Uh, I'm talking about bitch. you know. Um <laughs> Well let me just stop say this. The people. one time my best friend Everybody's I will never not a forget chef. this. They're not. But one time my best friend Deep, I'm talking about you. I'm at his house in LA and he got up and made a whole breakfast. So I'm just laid up in the bed thinking, you know, I'm gonna have a whole gourmet meal he's a virgo so he's extra like um particular about you know how everything is on the plate he wants his food to look good for him he ain't even gonna post it on instagram but he wants it to look good for him so he comes and he sit next to me with a whole plate of food i said well nigga where my bag i mean where's my plate he said bitch i'm not cooking for you and said it with a straight face like my friends won't even scramble an egg for me they're shady and it would be different if i was the person that did just be talking stuff i like to be cooked for no the way you just talked on this podcast i wouldn't cook for you either well that's fine you have never cooked for me by the way i've been to your home like three times and you never even like and you were cooking 
That's because you walk in with an Uber Eats order already. That's not true. That you arrive a, with food. I arrive with a delivery on the way. Well, yes. you want to go to whose restaurant, such such restaurant, which are great recommendations, but I mean, I, mean, I have to go and support the black opportunity. But if I had came home and it was some food, I wouldn't have You been ain't cooked for me? That's true. I, I don't like even that. have an excuse for it. I just, that's true. Well, we'll leave it at that then because I don't feel like it should. Well, that's fake. <laughs> Stove ain't been turned on, but this wine bottle is empty. Bam. Boom. That's all love, baby. Well, it's okay. If y'all don't want to cook for me, it's all right. I enjoy going out and being served. Hey, I, y'all can cook for me. I'm not like necessarily like encouraging it or nothing. Like, don't don't break your neck. But if you do, it's the thought that counts for me. So again, if y'all want to make, counts. if y'all want to make us some stop, black snacks, stop shading. If, if you, <laughs> <laughs> that's encouragement. If y'all want to make us some black snacks. Email us so we can get y'all the address because we can't put that on the And if you want to invite me over to dinner, I'm not going to judge you. I'm just going to come and I'm going to eat your food and it's going to be cool. Please don't be pressured. But don't feed me on bullshit, though. Now, that's, that's, the, that's the difference. Well, make me some food that um, you would serve to your grandmother. Don't make Tiffany shit. Just go <laughs> just go and get a lobster and some truffle oil I don't even like fucking lobster. Something. Get, just... Just pour me a bowl of cereal. You know what? I'm a chef and I'm going to keep it a buck. Some nights a bitch just come home and pour a bowl of cereal. It is not going to always be steak you not, and You're not going to sit here and pretend like you that simple. I have a Y'all, whole... the other night we was talking and she was like, I'm hungry, but I don't feel like cooking. I'm going to just make me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I was like, oh, okay, cool. What's up? She's like, yeah, I'm going to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm going to put a little bit of brie and some bacon on it. <laughs> not brie. What? Just bacon. What? Peanut butter, jelly, and bacon. That sounds amazing, but they know you, it, uh, the purpose of a peanut butter and jelly is that you slap it on her, you slap it on her, you slap it. Together, I was slapping the bacon on there though. The no, bacon was already you know, left over ba- from breakfast. You got a sheet pan out. No, you I put didn't. some parchment paper down. It was some bacon it's left thick, over from thick that morning. Slab cut hotel style applewood smoked bacon. It was, and she laid it out and baked it on convection at three fifty. I did, and then pulled it out and then put it on the uh, on. I on did the, that in the morning on the peanut butter and jelly sandwich that was on a artisan sourdough uh-uh. and the peanut butters were freshly ground the peanut butter was freshly was ground that butter. morning mm. um it was freshly churned the jelly was cultivated from napa valley from 2017 grapes that she ain't, had ain't no grape ain't no wine, wine jelly she, that's her peanut butter and jelly sandwich what the fuck you're not gonna sit here i and made say peanut that. butter jelly and bacon if you ever came to motherfucking social junkie we had it on happy hour at five o'clock and that was it it was a very special menu but at the end of the day you take that bacon from that breakfast that y'all had left over and you slap it on your peanut butter and jelly at 8 o'clock. Sometimes chefs don't... I want y'all to know that we don't be at home eating no ribeyes, okay? At all. At, at all. all. And there's this misconception that we just be around food all the time. And because I'm around food all the time... I don't want to see food. I don't want to eat it, okay? I just want to, like... I'm just going to drink the wine. That's what I'm, I'm going to order the fried rice from that ghetto place you ordered last oh, night. Oh, yeah. Buffalo, China... I'm, I'm gonna find that. I'm it was good, actually. I you had a good time. I wasn't mad at all. I didn't like the sweet and sour chicken, but the other chicken was great. The orange, the, the orange chicken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, I didn't even know. It, I'm not calling it orange chicken. I'm saying the color was orange. I feel like we're gonna get cancer from that because I've never seen <laughs> a piece of chicken that fluorescent. But that's the one I didn't like. It was the red one. I didn't like. Okay, it, it was fluorescent. Yeah, I didn't like. And I, I feel like I can taste the that. orange. I taste the, the fluorescent color, but it that's wasn't. That's the thing. Orange. You didn't taste orange. You just tasted the color. The, the orange color chicken, orange. which was the darker one, you tasted the orange peel because I ate one. Oh, that was orange chicken. Mm-hmm. The red one was sweet and sour chicken. It wasn't wow. good. Well, regardless, the fried rice was good, and we had a good time. It was we like St. Louis fried rice, so he had like a little home moment. He had a little bounce. Back to St. Louis. What what kind of music I listen to in St. Louis? Is it house music? What? Like what do y'all? What's y'all's? I mean, I know Nelly and them. But I like, mean, it, 
I can't really describe our music. I mean, we have a hip hop scene or whatever. Um, the little known fact: St. Louis is known as should be known for dancing. We could fucking dance. That's when you go to a club in St. Louis, I've been to a club in St. Louis a long time. But when I used to go to a club in St. Louis, we danced, and this is like 2012, 14. We danced till we sweat. Um, you've seen, you know what the mono is? The chicken head, the rather. No, the girl. Okay, I don't do that. The chicken head. The dance the chicken ooh, head. Ooh, chicken, no, chicken the dance the chicken head. I never heard of it. I legit never heard of it. Y'all know what the chicken head is. Show us. The camera's not working anymore. Okay, well, that's okay. I'll see it. I can vouch for it. The chicken head. Oh, so that was like the Nelly, like the, what's that, not Nelly, what's the other It wasn't name? from Nelly. Murphy Lee. It wasn't from either of them. Oh, it was started it? in a club on Chingy. the east side of St. Louis called the Monastery. The dance was started there, and the dance was called the Mono. But once it came out and became mainstream, it became a chicken head because of the arm movement. They look like chicken wings. Okay. And, but there's a whole other segment to it with a leg movement and a back bounce and oh. a slide and shit that don't nobody know about. But we have a plethora of dances that people don't know about. Mm, We're a very creative about. city. I'm here for it. It's just So like, it's not just the arch. Y'all have dances. We, it's way more than the And arch. barbecue. Barbecue, Chinese food, Chinese. Italian food, Emo's Pizza, White Castles, the Art Museum. Y'all, let me museum. tell you about this White Castle. We have Castle. the largest zoo in the country that is a free zoo. Oh. Uh-huh. All right. We have Washington let University. We got stuff. Don't do St. Louis. I'll never do St. Louis. I think St. Louis is like a beautiful black ratchet place. And I think that I want to go. Because RJ has promised me he's going to take me to all these restaurants. So you said ratchet and I was finna like like bite you. Don't bite but me. But it's, it's, it's a real place. Can you, you give something. me a softer word? Okay, I'm sorry. You know, Houston is the same way. No, I don't like urban. I feel like that's a replacement for ghetto, and I'm not going to do that. Um, you know, I feel the same way about Houston. You know, people come to Houston. So, I had this conversation today over lunch. Um, the person I was having lunch with told me, you know, all people do in Atlanta is eat. And I was like, what? And she was like, everybody here just eats. And I said, oh, yeah, that's the South period. Like, if you come to Houston, like, I save all my calories, and I save all of my eating out. Mm-hmm. But when my friends come to visit because they want to go and eat all mm-hmm. the Houston ratchet things that they've heard in all these rap songs or these Beyonce songs or whatever, Frenchies and the parking lot, Boudin, all that shit. <laughs> so when we go out in the South, it's not like you go to the club, yes, but everything else is about eating. Mm-hmm. Everything else. Happy hour, you eat. Breakfast, you eat. Brunch, you eat. Lunch, you eat. Dinner, you eat. Mm-hmm. You eat. It, eat. It, everything is about the food. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, that's why I'm shady about when I travel and food is not good because Houston, I really do come from a place. We're the fattest city in America, and it's not for <laughs> like that's. But I mean, but that's sense. that's the thing that is ingrained in our society that you congregate around food, you socialize around food. Like many things are done around food. That's what my book is about. I really am so excited about the book because the book talks about how Black people celebrate, mm-hmm. mourn, uh, grieve food. We mm-hmm. just we do everything around food. What is the repast food looking like? What is your wedding mm-hmm. reception? And I know white people do it too. It just ain't no salt in it. It's a... The seasoning is on the food. That's what Becky said. Hmm? The seasoning is on the food. That's another story. Anyway, <laughs> Americans in general, like, we're just a fat society. Yeah. We eat. And, yeah, when y'all come to Houston, I'm going to take y'all to Timmy Chan's. You got to have cash when we go, though. Or I'll, you know, spot you. Girl, we got to go have cash. you call St. Ratchet. No, it's true. It's a cash-only establishment. Um, mm-hmm. We have to go to Papa Do. Uh, Nigado is the one they call mm-hmm. the one on sixteen. We have to. You don't like Nigado. You don't like Papacitos. Mm, Papa is cool too. I mean, it's what it is. What it is. That's real shit. Anyway, Nigado. Um, you a chef? What that mean? 
I still have my nostalgic things that so I that's grew up eating. It is, let's, it's talk, n- let's call it thing. But I still feel like no, Papa Do has some things you can't get anywhere else. Period. I'm not gonna. They're they're they are consistent in their quality. Correct. It's not bad quality, but it's over. It's simple. I'm not waiting two hours. Oh, I'm, now that's because y'all only have one here. See, in Houston, we have 57 Papa Do. However many y'all have, you ain't got as many as Houston, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Houston, we got 57 Papa Do. I'm not waiting nowhere for two hours for no food. Y'all got me fucked up. Yeah. I'm not, I will go to the bar. I'll get it to go. I'll call it in, but I'm not going to sit in there and wait to eat. Now, all them 40-year-old women having their uh, 40-year-old birthday parties at <laughs> Papa Do with that, you know, tiara on their head. I'm not sitting at the table Ouch. waiting on that. What happened? The tiara. Leave them alone. Well, I mean, it's the truth. When just you walk- for that, when you turn 40, I'm going to get you the biggest guardian. I wanted to say Meghan Markle. 40, bitch. <laughs> 40, bitch. Bitch is 40. That's what I wanted to say. Um, but yeah, I do think food is important to the South in general. Y'all are like a Midwest South. Yeah. Think, yeah, I feel like y'all That's a lot of Southern South. influence, yeah. I agree with that. Sure. And what do y'all border? Because my geography is off. Is um, it Oklahoma or? Nebraska, Arkansas, okay. so, mm-hmm. Illinois, and Iowa. Okay, yeah. I didn't know Iowa too. Okay. I think it's Iowa. Yeah, Iowa's up north. Yeah, okay. Above yeah, us. above you. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And see, Texas, we just so big. Mm-hmm. We touch a lot of places. Yeah, I border yourself, shit. Yeah, I was gonna say it's damn near little Mexico, but Texas is definitely like a place where there's eclecticism. You know, we have a huge Nigerian community in Houston. We have a huge Vietnamese community. I mean, food is fire from all sides. We want to thank you for tuning in to the first episode of the Kitchen Couch. Yes. <laughs> we want to send y'all home with peace, love, and hair grease. You know, I want you y'all gonna to get go. us put off the airways with turn Janae, it off. Janae want this too. Well, we she don't, we don't have this. the money for that yet, girl. She, turn it off. Okay. I mean, I love this song. You know, turn, turn, turn off. You don't even want to be turned off. You damn cricket. Um. That's right. That's right. She fly spirit. She used cricket. But she goes to Napa Valley and picks her her grapes for her wine fresh. We thank you all for listening to the first episode of Kitchen Counter Chat. Um, this is something we've been wanting to do for a long time. We both talk way too much and we figured that we should put that together and send it on the airwaves somewhere so you can listen to it whenever you want to and it's out there forever. So we hope that you guys enjoy our lessons on etiquette, eating, and education. We try to speak from love. No one is shading anybody. It's all right now we're us. speaking from this bottle of wine that we finished during the episode. Amen. Menage trois. And the Hennessy White Shots. Yes. From our trip to Costa Rica. Please follow us on Instagram <laughs> at Kitchen Counter Chat. You can email us at kitchencounterchat at gmail.com. Um, you can follow us individually. I am at It's Chef RG on Instagram. And I am... Chef with the number two, Chef to the Stars. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, at it's Chef RJ, ITS Chef RJ, because yeah, we think it's just Chef RJ. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. we thank you all for listening. Um, we'll be back with more. We're going to do this every Monday. Yeah, come see us every Monday, 9 mm-hmm. p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern. After mm-hmm. you put your babies to bed, I believe all children should be in bed at 7 30, 8 o'clock. No judgment if they're not. Work on that so you can have the rest of your night for That you. was nothing but judgment. No, it wasn't. It was an encouragement for them to have the rest of the night. Why well, they got to put their kids to bed early in the daytime, like you? So do. they can get all of the 
chat that we're having, all of it. And little okay. That's little so Liam, kid friendly. Little Liam, it no, it's not. Little Liam don't need to be hearing us talking about twerking by the French toast. Ain't no black Liams. <laughs> well, little um Madison and uh Meyer. I don't know what y'all name so y'all bougie. Anyway. LaKeisha. Keisha is the mama. Anthony, Michael, Brandon. Those the mamas. Black today. names, please. Okay, Madison, Peyton. Y'all, that's what y'all name of y'all kids now. I don't, not me. Well, somebody, Madison, Peyton, uh, Zoe. Y'all know what y'all name of y'all kids, and they need to be asleep so y'all can enjoy this good podcast and have your glass of wine is my point. We have our glass or a of bottle. wine or a bottle. We're not judging. We want you to have both. Uh, we love you guys. We thank y'all for tuning in. Catch us, play it back, share with your friends, subscribe. Please share with your friends. We appreciate you in advance and we'll chat with you. Yeah.